All right, everybody, welcome into Sideline Spectator Season 2, Episode 19. Jake Smith, Sam Kell. Do we even need to say Drake's name anymore? He's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, we don't know where Drake is. Literally haven't heard from him in a week and a half, but you know what? We'll push through. We got a great intern now. Uh, so, you know, is what it is. Uh, yeah, if you're a first-time listener to Sideline Spectator, Sam, uh, on uh, the, the rap thing that they – kind of like analytics that they sent me. We mm-hmm. picked up some, like, our podcast has grown from last year to this year. Really? Um, yeah, it, it actually has, which is did shocking. It you, you know, Did I, it give you the map, the map I, of, like, listeners? I, like, yeah, do you have any but, people from overseas listening? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we had, like, random people from, like, Lithuania last year uh, listen to our podcast. But, yeah, it sends me the demographic and everything. Nice. Um, yeah, we had, we had a little bump, so that's that's good. But uh, if you're a first-time listener, uh, we don't look at box scores on this podcast. Uh, we, don't, we don't just go off of statistics. We use the good old eyeball test. I mean, we use statistics if it fits our agenda. So, you know, <laughs> do with yes. that what you will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're going to do uh, opening takes. We're going to do news around the league, talk a little Lamar, uh, Jimmy G, John Robinson getting fired, uh, and then we're going to go into team talk. And then we're going to do top ten quarterbacks right now, and then we're also going to rank the Shanahan coaching tree. And then we're going to end it out on parlay to poverty. Uh, Sam, opening take, what do you got? My opening take, and sorry for the fellow Titans fans listening to turn me down right now, but – Derrick Henry might be done. I think he's a carries merchant, attempt merchant. I think that he had to be effective, and this speaks to how big he is and how, I guess, conditioned he is, but you got to get him 30 carries for him to really be uh, effective. Like I said, in the fourth quarter, after that, that, 30, not that 30th carry, that defense is sick of tackling him, and the offensive line is, is wearing him away. But, like I said, and – so 2020 was his career year, I believe. He had 2,000 yards. Did you know that 52% of his rushing yards and all his yards came against the Texans, the Colts, and the Jaguars? 52% in six games. So, Sam, he is uh, – I just pulled up his stats. I didn't know that this was going to be your opening take, but I like it. Um yeah, he's definitely a volumes guy. You know, you talk about a volume score in the NBA. He's yeah. a volumes carry guy. Um, he has his uh, yards per attempt, Sam, is tied for his lowest in his entire career. Uh, in 2017, he finished the season uh, with 744 rushing yards. It was uh, at a 4.2 clip, which is still good. You know, like 4.2 yeah. yards yards per attempt. Three, that's three, good. Three time, you run it three times, you get a first down. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this that was on 176 attempts for the whole season, Sam. Mm-hmm. This year he's at 258 attempts, and he has the exact same 4.2 yards of carry. He's already over a thousand yards on the season. He's got 10 touchdowns. But yes, I would totally agree with you. He he's definitely a volumes guy. Um, I would say that when they go up against legitimate teams which i saw this on twitter i can't remember who their wins and losses are against exactly like off the top of my head but i did see like somebody had laid out on twitter all their wins and losses this year and pretty much their wins are against crappy teams and their losses are against good teams so do with that what you will i mean last year you know they still got the number one seed even after he went down but 
They play kind Brable, of a soft Brable, schedule. Brable's, got... Brable's top three, too, also. Yeah, yeah, and we went over that last week. I, I like that take, Sam. I mean, yeah, he, he's a volumes guy with outliers for for runs is what I would call it. You know, yeah. the, the outlier in math is like, the, you know. The 99-yarder against Jacksonville. Exactly, right. Year. I mean, he always dominates Jacksonville. He always had puts up 200 yards against Jacksonville. So, I mean, that's two games a year. I mean, that's 400 yards. So, but Sam, let me, another, Yeah, go ahead. I'm, it's kind of a part two. Uh Trading away AJ Brown, I don't care what Titans fans tell you, it was a mistake. Mistake, mistake, mistake. I said, and I know y'all didn't want to pay him $100 million or $20 million a year. Y'all were kind of on that the side of trading him, but right. you can't trade away fringe top five guy. I mean, you can't. Sure. Sure, absolutely. Um, we'll get we'll get into that later whenever we talk about John Robinson. But also, Sam, uh, do you think that Derrick Henry Like, basically, I mean, I guess this is a general question. Take Derrick Henry out of it. Are you a big fan of signing running backs to a second contract? Depending on what the contract is. Now, a Derrick Henry-type contract or... Yeah, it was like $50 million, I think. Le'Veon Bell's contract or... Yeah, that was stupid. Gut Gurley. I mean, you don't don't do that. I mean, these guys... There's five or six rookie running backs every year that fly up... or leaderboards and fantasy that are productive. I mean, you could draft you can draft a running back every year and just and just change out change out the oldest each year. I mean, you could have a committee. I mean, especially if you got a good quarterback like the Chargers do. I mean, Eckler is good. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, you, we could draft a running back in the third, fourth, fifth round every year and really not have that much of a drop off. I mean, there's only like honestly the the top top running backs in the league. I would argue they really don't make that much of a difference. I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, like Marco Murray ran, read the rushing title, and he wasn't even good. He just had a good offensive line, and they pounded the rock. I mean, yeah. So, so I, like it, it, it's a difference of like Derrick Henry's an outlier, just like what we just said. He's a guy that, if you're John Robinson, if you're the Titans, if you're Mike Vrabel, if you're Amy Adams, owner of the team, if you let that guy go. Fans are going to be livid, and you're going to have a PR nightmare, more so than you've had with AJ Brown up to this point. Like Derrick Henry is the Tennessee Titans. We've said that for years that he's he is the Tennessee Titans offense for sure. So you've got to you've got to kind of weigh out your options. Fifty million is Derrick Henry worth it? Well, coming off of that year, he did rush for two thousand yards. So at the time. Yeah, maybe he's worth uh, you know fifty million dollars, but at the same time, you have I'm so like you know in the whole Patriots and Bill Belichick mindset where it's just like yeah you get rid of a guy a year too early than a year too late type thing, and you know basically the Patriots what they always did was they just don't sign those running backs to another contract. You're quote unquote bruisers. The Patriots did not do that. Now guys like Kevin Falk, James White. Uh, wow, I guess those two guys are really the only two that they like give second and third contracts to because they're just receiving backs. It's like Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles played for like 14 seasons, yep. and it's it's not because he was a bruiser. He definitely wasn't. It's because he had like longevity because he's just a receiving back, and you can live in the NFL like that. And I would say the same thing for Eckler, honestly, even though he deals with a crap ton of injuries. But Eckler, in my opinion, is more of a, a receiving type back than yeah. he is he's an not, actual he's running not, back. He's not a running back. That's one of our problems. He's not our RB1. He's just not. 
he's the top end of the RB two. I mean, he's not RB. That's one of that's one of our problems. But that's besides the point. And that that's why you know fantasy owners that don't watch Chargers games they would be like, dude, what are you talking about? He's got the most fantasy points like in the out of yeah, every running he's, back. He's it's not like, a top five. Yeah, guy. fantasy versus actual reality is so completely different. Um, Sam, my opening take: you are gonna hate this, and I texted you that you might hate this because it's yep. just ju- it's Justin Herbert adjacent is how I would call this opening take. Now, Samuel, not that I would ever compare somebody to Tom Brady. However, Joe Burrow is the closest thing that we have to Tom Brady. Let me, I'm going to butt in real quick. You say that because not the most talented guy out there, arm talent-wise or whatever, but he's got the he, – he, he, he wins. Sure, and I'll give you some more points too. Yeah. It's all the intangibles is my is my big like overview of it. It's not stats. Yeah. It, it's not you know arm talent like they talk about with Herbert Allen and Mahomes. You know it. It's not that stuff. It's all the intangibles, which is the same thing that you say about Tom Brady. Not like the best arm. You know, like definitely not athletic or anything. It's the intangibles that that numbers don't equate. Like Joe Burrow, Sam has got big. Juicy, plump, meaty balls, dude. He has got the biggest cojones that you could have as a quarterback. He's willing to stay in the pocket and take hits. Now, does he get outside the pocket? Sure, early in the games. But, Sam, we saw in that Chiefs game, when it came down to it in the fourth quarter, he was just like, you know what? I just got to stay in the pocket, and I got to take the hits. Like, that's the only way that we're going to win. I saw a stat, do with it what you will, from PFF that a Chiefs fan tweeted out, and it was Mahomes, the Chiefs' two offensive linemen. Like, Brown is, like, ranked 25th in, off, like, offensive tackles per PFF. And yeah. then the other guy, I don't even know who it is, is, like, 32nd. He's, like, last, basically. Sam, the, the biggest thing about Mahomes versus guys like Brady and Burrow is that he extends plays too early. And I've been on this thing for for years. I think these guys don't go through their progressions enough and don't stay in the pocket enough. That's not that's you can't teach the offensive line to just count in their head one, two, and then change up their block their pass blocking philosophy because they think that they're probably outside the pocket now. Yeah. It's just one of those things that you can't coach. And it, it's not a knock on like Mahomes Allen uh, you know, Lamar, like anybody like that. That's just who they are. But you see guys like Burrow, who does not have a great offensive line. His offensive line is trash. Yep. But he stays in there and takes hits, and it equates to wins. Uh, we've seen that, you know, Mahomes is, for, you know, what Mahomes is, he's been struggling a little bit, you know, in the past couple weeks, even though he's still, you know, arguably top three quarterback in the league. Yeah. Um, also, to go along with Joe Burrow, when it matters the most, he shows up. Doesn't matter if he has a great game up to that point. He does whatever it takes, and he gets the jobs done. He's cool, calm, collected. He's got ice in his veins. And most of all, Sam, he's cocky. He's got the right amount of arrogance that you want in a franchise quarterback. I know for a fact you probably wish Herbert – Exactly. You probably wish that Herbert had that cockiness, that arrogance to him. It's not like an in your – it's not like a Johnny Manziel type – arrogance where like you know it's just way too much it, it far ways outplay your like outweighs your actual play 
It's the perfect amount of arrogance and cockiness that you want out of a franchise quarterback. And Sam, to end it out, as I doubt you've seen this show or maybe any any of our listeners, but as Alec Baldwin said in Glengarry Glen Ross, put the coffee down. Coffee is for closers only. And Samuel, that is what Joe Burrow is. He is a closer. He is a gamer. He is a closer. He's a guy that can put the team on his back, stay calm, cool, and collected, and have that arrogance about him and that swagger about him where the defense gets off the field and it's just like, we're about to win this game. Yeah. All right. I agree. I agree. I, agree. I actually don't hate that. I uh, I would say to, or, or Burrow is to Brady as Herbert probably is to Rodgers. Not yes, I, I like that. Wise, yeah. But, uh, like I said, and Aaron Rodgers is probably the most talented quarterback Ed to ever live. Right. Um, also, I'd like to see Joe, Joe Burrow throw to Michael Bandy. But <laughs> All right. Uh, so, news around the league. Lamar sprained his PCL out one to three weeks. Um, sucks he, for he fantasy be, he owners. Better, he, better not, he better not come back. It, it sucks for fantasy owners, Sam, because – so one to three Ravens, weeks. He, he if he misses he three weeks, back. that's all your, that's all the rest of your fantasy regular why, season. Why, why rush back and they didn't give you a deal, a yeah, contract? So that's a, that's a great point. Yeah, if I was Lamar, I probably wouldn't sweat it either. Um, Jimmy G broke his foot. It's not Liz Frank, which is good. Um, yep. It was reported that if it was, he was going to be out for the year. However, looking like he could come back divisional round on the good side and NFC Championship on the bad side. I don't think. Without him, not that Jimmy, like, you know, we've said on this podcast, not that he makes a huge difference, but he does definitely make a difference. Brock Purdy, you don't believe him. You're not a Brock Purdy believer. Big cock Brock. I mean, I mean, we saw he, he was good, but he went head to head with two, the, the MVP favorite, apparently, to a, to a tag mush, mush brains. We're not the best on pronouncing names. I'm not. Um, He sucks. So, but yeah, I mean, I I think the you know the whole Baker thing too with it is that um, I saw somebody. It was uh uh Emmanuel Acho's show. No, it was it was either Acho or Nick Wright. It was one of those two guys that we hate. It was one of their shows where they were like, "Can you believe that the San Francisco 49ers like didn't make a run at Baker?" And it's like, what are you talking about? The Rams had waiver priority over the 49ers. So, like, they didn't even get the chance to make a run at it. Like, that just shows that those shows, you know, they, they're not like sideline spectator. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Samuel, I'm I'm tired of the Odell Beckham Jr. sweepstakes. Yep, it's I'm, it's I'm tired of it. It's I'm old. tired of seeing the alerts pop up on my phone. Odell is in Dallas. He he's at the Mavs game. At the Mavs game. Yeah, with Parsons no and, and Trayvon Dix. He's not moving the needle for any team. He's not, no, he's not. No, no. And now, uh, Sam, I don't know if you saw. Now it it came out that he is might not be back until mid January. I saw that. So it's like, what what are we doing here? Why are we hyping this up? And it's it's cool. it was cool at first because it was like he was going to the Bucks game, he was going to the Bills games, he was going to the Cowboys game, he was going to the Giants game, he was going to the Rams game, he was going to the Packers games. It was like he was taking a college recruiting visit to all these teams, which was cool at first, and now it's just it's way overblown. It's this was stupid. like the fifth time that he's been in Dallas. Yeah, 
Like, I don't care. I'm tired of these interns who work for ESPN and Bleacher Report, like, posting about it every 10 seconds that, that they see a new pitcher or a new, like, you know, flight tracker of Odell Beckham where he's, you know, the next I city know. that he's going to be in. It's crazy. All right, Sam, let's talk John Robinson. You want I, – I, I'll say that I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with Amy Adams' statement. And I don't know if you saw this, Sam, or if you can even read this many sentences. I can't read it all. So, Amy Adams – Strunk, if, if we want to call out her, uh, her, you know, married name. Uh, since becoming controlling owner in 2015, my goal has been to raise the standard for what is expected in all facets of our organization. I believe that we made significant progress both on and off the field through investments in leadership, personnel, and new ideas. This, pro- this is the second half. This progress includes the core of our business, the football team itself, which is regularly evaluated by results, wins and losses, and team construction slash roster building. I am proud of what we have accomplished in eight seasons of ownership, but I believe there is more to be done and higher aspirations to be met. Sam, I tell you what, I've never cared for Amy Adams. I I, I couldn't have written a better statement than that. Yeah, I don't think I could have. She was just like, you know what? We've built something good since, since I've been here since 2015. Since John Robinson took over, they've not had a losing season. They've been above 500 every single season, made the playoffs multiple years. And it's just like, you know what? We see that it's good, but we don't want to settle for good. Right. It's kind of like your problem with the Chargers. It's like, okay, we're, we're not all in. We're just going to kind of teeter it. You know what I mean? We're, we're going to stay in that middle tier, and we're not going to do anything too crazy. She's saying... No, that that's we we've been down that path too many times for too long. Th- this is the next step. Like we're going to take a step forward now. We're going to put, you know, our chips to push them to the middle of the table and if this causes controversy, that's fine, but I think that this team has a better chance with a different leadership group. Yeah, I say. Then they're in the playoffs too. Like yes. I said they they're, they're going to probably gonna make the playoffs and they're firing their GM. It just I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just truly, I'm just so jealous. Extend like, Staley, extend Telesco. He deserved it after trading AJ Brown. That, that was the final nail in his coffin. So in Sam, because apparently Mike Vrabel didn't want to do that. I, I oh, recently yeah. found out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see that video whenever they yeah. uh, traded away on draft night. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about that, but before that, so Sam, since 2016, John Robinson has drafted 29 players. Mm-hmm. Currently. Current so t- since 2016, theoretically, yeah. only the 2016 class should technically not be on the roster because right. of fifth year options. Sam, out of the 29 players drafted, he's had seven first round draft picks. He's had a first round draft pick every single year. Sam, only two are on the current roster. You could technically say three because uh, that Caleb Far- Farley uh, cornerback is on IR. IR. So technically he's he's not on the roster, but, you know, yeah. is what it is. Two are only on the current roster, and that is uh, Traylon Burks and Jeffrey Simmons. Those are the only two. Traylon Burks, the rookie, and Jeffrey Simmons, the all-pro. Exactly. Yeah. So he has the second highest win percentage amongst GMs in Titans history. Second highest. I think uh, that's I think that's a product of the division. 
to be honest. Sure, sure, you can say that. He's had a winning record all six seasons, like I said before. Sam, do you want to know his notable draft picks since 2016? So since his first year as being a GM. Yes. So 2016, by far and away, his best draft, without a question. Drafted Derrick Henry, Jack Conklin, and Kevin Byard. By far his best draft. 2017, I wrote non-applicable. 2018, non-applicable. 2019, Jeffrey Simmons, A.J. Brown. So, you know, good draft, I guess. But you just trade away A.J. Brown. Yeah. 2020, non-applicable. And I wanted to... Best receiver in their franchise they traded away also. Uh, Derek Mason exists, but yes. Um, oh, my gosh. 2020, non-applicable, but I also wrote an asterisk because I wanted to talk about Isaiah Wilson. That was a draft that they drafted Isaiah Wilson. That worked so, out good. That worked out fantastic. 2021, non-applicable because Caleb Farley, it looks like he sucks. I mean, he's been dealing with injuries the past two years or one and a half years, but yeah. when he's on the field, I don't see anything great out of him. Uh, 2022, obviously not applicable. We just don't know like really what these rookies are, but they look like they suck. So it is what it is. Sam, all that being said, I think the Titans made the right move. I do. But Sam, I don't, I, I don't want to take up for John Robinson. I don't want to make it sound like this, but I, I just think that Titans fans aren't, or they are, they're being a little too hard on him for the AJ Brown stuff, which sounds stupid. So, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that they're the, the same players or anything like yeah. that. Even though they're measurables, the combine, school they went to, everything was the exact same coming out, like with the combine and everything like that. Sam, through AJ Brown's first eight games of his rookie season, uh-huh. he had 22 catches. Traylon Burks, 25. Yards, A.J. Brown, 348. Traylon Burks, 359. Touchdowns, A.J. Brown has this in in touchdowns. He has three to Traylon Burks' one. He caught his first one and then got concussed. Mm -hmm. Sam, the targets, they're only a three-target difference. Uh, A.J. Brown had 34 targets. Traylon Burks had 37. Mm -hmm. Now, look, I'm I'm not saying that in terms of ability or anything like that, they're the same player. I'm not. I'm saying... By the numbers, they look they look similar. They look very similar, and I think that Titans fans overreact. Should you have traded away AJ Brown? No, Mm-mm. and and hand up. I said that they should have because I didn't think that he was worth it. Only played in like eight or ten games last year. You know, already having knee issues, but looks like that was a fluky thing. So you know, I was wrong on that one. But I think Titans fans are being way too quick to jump the gun on Traylon Burks. He's got a sucky Ryan Tannehill throwing to him, whereas A.J. Brown has had, you know, above average Ryan Tannehill throwing to him. Um, A.J. Brown had a better offensive coordinator. Traylon Burks has stinking Todd Downing, who gets DUIs after games. Like, Sam, the, I, I just think the Titans fans are being way too hard on Burks. I well, think I that think- they're, they're jumping the gun on calling him a bust Way too early. Somebody in our group, our fantasy group message said the same thing like yesterday about the first round draft bus. And maybe he wasn't talking about Burks. Maybe he was. But I just think that it is way too early to say that Burks is a bust or anything like that. Because theoretically, through the first eight games of his career, he's had better numbers and better production than A.J. Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I said I think uh, A.J. Brown is probably in his prime. 
and yeah, you might get the same thing in trading Burks, but you might not. You have a for sure thing, and you trade it away. So right, yeah, I, I don't know. It's and uh, I think a lot of, he gets a lot of heat. Robinson does for kind of what he rolls out there. I mean, a couple of years. I mean, th- think of the receivers they had outside of AJ Brown. I mean, this year. I mean, they got Traylon Burks. They got Robert Woods and and some guy some. And I don't know what the whatever this other guy's name is, uh, Westbrook or whatever. Yeah. I mean, th- these guys aren't being wide receiver twos on any roster. I mean, no. w- Woods maybe, depending on what Woods is the best way out of the bunch, and he's a hot. He a gets mid-tier. two catches a game because they have he's no mid- idea how to use him. He's mid tier. He's mid tier receiver two. So I just and I like Robert Woods, but uh, I don't know. It just I, it was it was a move that needed to be made, and I can't believe they made it this right now. But. Yeah, when they're going to win the division. But yeah, Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel definitely had a say in it because oh yeah, because they but they Amy Adams, heads. yeah, Amy Adams isn't going to make that decision unless it's ran through Mike Vrabel first. You know, Vrabel right. had to have just been like in that meeting and said, yeah, yeah, we don't see eye to eye on how the team should be constructed and the players, and I didn't want to trade AJ. I, yeah, I yep. mean. It is what it is. Uh, team talk, Sam. Chargers, Raiders. You uh, lost to Derek Carr. Shout out. Yeah. Um, we had three of our – so our left tackle was out. Our starting center was out. Starting right tackle was out. Uh, Herbert, his first 22 attempts, he got knocked down eight of them. Uh, I don't know how many times he got hit, but he got knocked down for eight of them, uh, which is not ideal. Uh I mean the offense. The offensive play calling is terrible. Like I've said week after week, and then you got old slow Keenan Allen getting double teamed. Josh Palmer getting majority of your targets. No Mike Williams. Uh, Eckler uh, uh, RB two is getting a workload that's enormous. I mean he's leading the league in catches this year, which is absolutely crazy. Uh, I mean it's just nothing we do is a recipe for success. Not anything we do and. Poor, I feel so bad for Justin Herbert because, I mean, he he's just he's doing whatever he can. He's it's honestly somebody posted a poll: is it Chargers are six and six? Is this a disaster or a miracle or both? And the majority voted both. It is absolutely a disappointment, 100% disappointment. But also, it's kind of crazy that we are six and six and technically could make the playoffs. I mean, with what we've had this year, I mean, it's. And Herbert doing all this on broken ri- or fractured ribs is just, I think, which I think he's still hurting, but still, I mean, it's, it shows how good it's a miracle. He's the miracle. The team being successful, I mean, he's the miracle. I mean, that he's able to, I mean, if we're, we're not getting, most of the time we're not getting blown out. I mean, those, that Chiefs week and 49ers week, both those went down to the wire and we didn't have Ken Allen or Mike Williams and that's, or, and Bosa, JC Jackson. I mean, everybody's, everybody's freaking hurt. I mean, it's just, at the beginning of the season, I told y'all said, barring injury, if he does not make the playoffs, this is a big indictment on Herbert. Well, we're, I think we're 50% of our opening day roster is no longer playing 50, 50%. That's the lowest in the league. So, I mean, it's, Staley's got to go. Owner's got to go. GM's got to go. Lombardi's got to go. I'd be okay with everybody going, but Herbert. I hope Herbert goes because I'm following him wherever we're going. I'm I'm following him. But yeah, losing is a win because if we happen to sneak into the playoffs, we will not fire anybody. And so at this point, I just 
We just need to go ahead and miss it. Fire everybody. Get Sean Payton. Get Sean Payton, right. Yep. Um, it would be hilarious if Sean Payton got in there and then his very first move was trading away Justin Herbert to, like, San Francisco. <laughs> oh, I would go with him. I, 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 could, I could pull that. <laughs> you would go with Herbert and not stay with Sean Payton? Sean Payton would, you know, oh, theoretically on paper be there longer. I absolutely would go to the Niners. I absolutely okay. would go to the Niners. I mean, I, I, I might join you. I like the, or, the organization is terrible. Um, Titans and Eagles, they, goodness gracious, that game, we were so wrong about that. We yeah. were so wrong. We were so wrong. We were like, yeah. yeah, this is a game that the Titans coming off a loss. Well, we said that about the Bills this year, too, and then the Bills beat them by 30. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those things. We were just like, you know what? Titans coming off a loss. This is a type of game that the Titans can win because, you know, the Eagles, they like to run the ball. And we forgot that Jalen Hurts is actually really good and can throw the ball really well. And they have two top eh, top 15 wide receivers in the NFL. So is what it is. Uh, yeah, the Titans got absolutely pantsed. Um, Sam, Bills and, Bu- or, uh, Bills and Pats, all I'll say about the game is that there was no game plan. They're just out there running plays. Like, there's no you, – you know what I mean. You, you play college football. Like, right. there needs to be a method to your madness – a game plan schematically going into it. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. And this is why we're going to do it. Yep. No, dude. Matt Patricia was just calling plays. Like, that's all he was doing. Poor Mac. I feel bad for Mac, too. I do, too. I like, I had a bunch of bunch of people that I saw on Twitter and then a, a few friends of mine being like, so are you out on Mac now officially? It's like, no, no, dude, that wasn't his fault. Like, it, it yeah. really wasn't. Like, that's that the thing. People, people don't watch these calling. games. Like, People see the box scores of these things or see the result. They don't watch the game. Like, Charbert with over 275 yards, lose by a field goal, and have a pick. And everybody's like, well, he threw a pick in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but how did that – the pick was tipped at the line of scrimmage. The receiver right. dropped the pick. Like, people don't watch – people don't know how these games are called. Like, I mean, it's just – and they use it to push their agenda. Like, freaking right. Acho is freaking – Doing like, I mean, he he's obsessed. He, he is absolutely obsessed. But I'll tell you what, uh, Sam, his his mannerisms, like he he does this number right here. If you can't yeah. see me, I'm like punching my my computer basically with my hand because he likes doing all this with his hands to I don't know make it seem like his, his points are actually. We well, you know he was sense. the one that called Herbert a bust at yeah. draft day, yeah. and so I think he's just kind of doubling down. Dying, yeah, dying going, on the hill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, Anyways, I, guess, I guess I can respect, but on this podcast, we put our hands up and we're wrong. So, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, there's no scheme. There was no method to the madness. Um, yeah, it wasn't Mac's fault, but he still sucks. Like, you, you, the, the big thing, like, my point there is that, like, it's not Mac's fault, but he, he still sucks. This is the difference. It, it's just, like, Brady and, like, whoever else you want to insert Rodgers, like – it doesn't matter like what you have around you, like what plays are being called. Can you elevate above it? Yeah. Right? Can can you beat the team and can you also beat the plays that are like kind of being called for you that right. aren't working? It's like, okay, you know what? I gotta run this play. I'm not like I'm not gonna pout about it, even though you should. I'm not gonna pout about it, but what do you do with you know the opportunities that you're given? And Mac Jones just hasn't shown me that he can rise above the circumstances. Yeah. Which is um, tough to overcome your own coaches. Though. It yeah. is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Josh Allen, shout out to him. He took the easy stuff. 
we've always had this game plan against Josh Allen where it's like we just play we play cover four like we play shell on the back end yeah. and he has always like still tried to take deep shots last week was the very first time that I saw Josh Allen just be like you know what if that's going to be your game plan I'll just dump it down to James Cook yeah like what what James Cook had like seven catches or something like that like he was just like you know what if this is what you're going to do I'm going to take what you give me and then he still hit digs and Gabriel Davis whenever he wanted to. <laughs> and yeah. It was just, I mean, shout out to Josh Allen. Big step for him, I think. Uh, Billy O'Brien, can't wait for him to come back. Um, a reporter asked Bill uh, about the scheme and the offense, and he said, you can't change the scheme now. Which, Sam, he, he literally said, can't change the scheme now. Those phrase of words to me says that, that he knows that the scheme it, it, sucks. Yeah, and the offensive coordinator sucks, but it's too late. Which is not, but whatever. I think. Well, if you had Tom Brady, you know, if you had a guy like that, I think, yeah, we can scrap it. We can just start over with something fresh. But with Mac, a second-year player, I think it's just, you know, yeah, you can't really do that. Um, Samuel Bucks and Saints. I, I almost. Watch, I had a dinner party, Christmas dinner party. I did not watch a single second. I just saw the result. I went to bed at 9 o'clock, and I woke up. I went to bed, and it was 16-3, to 3, and then I woke up to all the nonsense that you were texting me about. It was 17-3. Todd Bowles drinks paint also. Yes, for sure it does. Um, all right, so, uh, Sam, when they – I'm sure you saw the Bucks punt on fourth down with like six minutes to go. That, that's what I was talking about, yeah. I, Sam, I, this is the thing about being a fan of Tom Brady. That was the closest I've ever been to turning off a Tom Brady game. Because I was just like, you know what? Like, Todd Bowles obviously doesn't want to win this game. What, what's the point? I just need to go to bed. I got to yeah. wake up at like 2.30 in the morning. I just need to turn this game off. But Sam, something told me. Just you up. don't turn off a Tom Brady game. And I told my wife that. I told Court we were laying in bed watching the game, and I grabbed the remote. I almost pressed it, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to turn it off. And even she was like, this game's over. <laughs> like, And Courtney yeah. knows nothing about football. She was like, this game is over. And I was like, I can't turn it off. I just can't because it's Tom Brady. And by God, the difference in Tom Brady. This is what I tweeted, Sam. I don't know if you saw, but got a lot of love. The difference in Tom Brady and everybody else is what we just saw on, on Sunday night or Monday night. Not a great game. Chips are down. You counted them out a thousand times during the game. But when push comes to when push comes to shove, when you need to push the chips to the middle of the table, go all in. When it's nut cutting time, he puts the team on his back. Yep. He puts the team on his back, and he gets the job done. Does Did he play a great game? Nope. I no. said that in my tweet. Said it in my tweet. He missed two deep throws, missed one to Scotty Miller, threw it short, missed one to Julio, threw it long. The one to Julio, if he would have thrown it to him and connected, it might have gone for like a 65-yard touchdown or something like that because yeah. like Julio was in stride, had like a step or two on the defensive back. That one probably would have gone for a touchdown, but he overthrew him by like three yards. Not a great game. It, it just wasn't. But Sam, by God, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr., you just can't count him out. You can't. I don't care if he's 45. I don't care if he's had, like, you know, one of the worst seasons of his career. 
against one of the best defenses in the NFL, Sam. He yeah. was just like, you know what? Five minutes and 31 seconds left. Oh, no, down, they were down. Down 16 it, to three. It was Whatever. 16 to three with three minutes and one second left. So, Sam, you know what the Bucks win probability when they punted that ball on fourth down that we I were talking liked about? The, I would have liked to bet the Bucks money line at five minutes left. I tweeted I tweeted at uh, to ask him at my boy Tom Brady Facts, my favorite Twitter account probably. Um, with with that punt with like six minutes left, what were the Bucks' chances? Like, what was their win probability? Sam, the Bucks when they punted that ball on fourth down had a one point six percent chance of winning the game. I would have liked one, to the, the, the money line. The money line. Samuel one point six. One point six. The Saints had a 98.4% chance of winning that 1.6. That is all Tom Brady. Well, the Mark only Ingram, reason why that Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram sold too big time. I, I know, I know it's based off of numbers and like an algorithm. No, 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 no. Any other quarterback, that 1.6 is zero. That when they punt that ball, any other quarterback, that is zero. It has nothing to do with numbers. It has everything to do with who that quarterback is, who number 12 is. What was Mark Ingram doing? So he tore, I don't know if you saw, but like 15 minutes before that we got on here, he tore his MCL on that play. But still, he he ran that far. Get the first down in the game. Tough. Really tough. Um, So, Sam, when the Bucs trail this year in the fourth quarter, Tom Brady is 94 of 132 for that's 71.2% for 866 yards, eight touchdowns, no interceptions. Just let him run the no huddle. I know yeah. you can't run it all game because your offense is going to get gassed and it's also going to make your defense really tired because they have to play more snaps. Right. Like they can't get as much of a break. I know you can't do it all game, but like every other series, just go no huddle. Like what? What's wrong with that? Let him call the plays when he's when he calls the plays at the line. They're just so much better. They are. He, he Tom Brady would be leading the NFL in passing yards probably and touchdowns if they would just let him call the plays on his own. Because when he calls right. the plays on his own, it works. Um, Samuel, we've said this stat before, but now it's it's we're adding another one to this to this record. Career wins with 50-plus passing attempts all time. So basically when the quarterback has to put the team on his back. 50-plus pass attempts, career wins. Warren Moon and Dan Marino are tied for second place Mm -hmm. with five. Tom Brady has 25. Yeah. He has 25 wins when he throws the ball 50-plus times. The second is 20 behind him, Warren Moon and Dan Marino at five each. Hey, crazy. Yeah, that's that's nuts. And haters, Sam, haters want to say that Mahomes and Allen, like they are their team, like they're they're more yeah. their team than Tom Brady is the Bucks. Nope. Cause you know what? And 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 listeners, this is where if stats fall in our, you know, favor, we're gonna right. say them. <laughs> so when haters say that. What I want to throw out at them, Tom Brady has 76% of the Bucks' total yards, Sam. 76%. Mahomes has 70% of the Chiefs' total yards. Still a lot. Yeah. Allen, 65.1%. As bad as the Bucks are, Sam, he is still, and he's 45 years old, he is 70%, 76% of their offensive production. That is insanity. Um, 
down 16 to three is my last thing, Sam. Down 16 to three with five minutes and 21 seconds left, Sam. Do you want to guess his stats? No, I don't. 14 of 19 for 118 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> with Bro. five minutes left, down 16 to three. 14 of 19, two, 118 probably, yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. I say he probably almost got the 250. And he had the win he had to win the game twice. Because of that whole, I don't know if you saw, like, if you watched the highlights or anything, there was a holding penalty. They got down on that final drive. It was like 13 seconds left. Brady threw a touchdown to Godwin, absolute laser across the middle, yeah. got called back. They were on, like, the seven-yard line. Got called back because Werfs had a holding penalty. And then there was, there was like, eight seconds left or whatever. And you know what? It just doesn't matter. He won the game twice. Sam, he won the game twice. And that, that's just what you get with, with Tom Brady. All right, Sam, to go off of that, top 10 quarterbacks right now, do you want to start at one or do you want to start at 10? Let's go one. Who do you got? Mahomes. Um, so I have Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow has proven to me that he is the best quarterback wow. in the NFL. He has those. In, but, like, it's not, like, because of stats. It's because of those intangibles. Like, I, I think I would rather have Burrow than Mahomes, to be honest with you. Who's number two for you? Is it is it Burrow? You're never going to mm. say that Burrow is number two. And I like Burrow. I, I hate the, the way that the media has – he he wears Cartier, Cartier glasses and dresses cool. So Yeah, but maybe to, that's what Justin Herbert needs to do. That's that cocky and arrogance that I was talking about earlier. I'm going to go Josh Allen number two. Okay, Josh Allen is definitely not number two. Patrick Mahomes, number two. So Burrow, Mahomes, one and two for me. Uh, uh, Josh I'll, Allen, I do have it three, though. I do have I'll Josh go, Allen. I'll probably go Burrow at three. All right, so so first three, we have the same, like, you know, just different order. Yep. Um, number four. This is, this, is where, this is where it Tom. got hard for me. Tom. I have Jalen Hurts at four. I, I think about Hurts. I, I forgot about Hurts. Yeah, let's you know, go, let's go, I, let's I go just think, okay. I just think overall production, right? If you're if you're just looking at like he's gotten so much better as a passer, like he really has. Say what you want oh, yeah. about him, he's gotten a lot better as a passer. Maybe that's a product of having, you know, Don uh, Devonte Smith and AJ Brown as such a good run, such a good run game, and also. a great great run game. But he, dude, his his production has increased so much. Like you have to give it to him. Yeah, um, I go. I, I'm gone with you on Hurts at four. Okay. At, Five, Brady, Brady. Brady, Brady at five. Brady at five. Okay. Herbert at six. Okay, so you're not gonna like this because I guess you're gonna have Tua at seven. Uh, yeah. I have him flipped. Sam, don't See, hate me. I, I, last week's game. If that's not an indication on what Tua is, I don't mm -hmm. know what is. I, 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 mean, I, I agree with you. I would if you take. I know Yak. Yak is a thing, but you take Yak away from mm -hmm. all these receivers. Herbert's doesn't change. Herbert has this because he has he's getting no yak. Tua's losing everything. Uh, I just you can't convince. Like we'll see on prime time this week, this weekend, what, what he's got made of. But he's going against a terrible Chargers defense. But yeah, I just, yeah, Tua has had a good year. But you put Tua in the Chargers situation, I don't think the Chargers are six and six. I think the Chargers oh. are 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 three and nine. Or, Sam, or could, could you imagine? Which we'll get into the coaches later. Could you imagine Justin Mike Herbert Mike on that Madana. Dolphins team right now? Oh, with dude, I, McDaniel, I her, uh, uh, Hill, and Waddle. I salivate thinking about it. Oh, okay. So those two guys. Okay, number eight, Sam. Aaron Rodgers. 
Aaron Rodgers as well. Nice. Love it. Yep. Love it. Nine. Who's nine? This is where this is where it gets kind of tough. Say it. Say it. Dak. Oh no. Okay. No. <laughs> no. I think I think I think he's been good. I think he's been. I know he missed missed some time, but I think he's right now. I think. I think Dak's pretty. Samuel. I'm not, going, I'm not saying Lamar Jackson because he's been oh, terrible. No. no, I don't have Lamar in my top ten. I have Geno Smith. You know, they're kind of falling off. I get it. I get it. They're kind of falling off. But he has he, five, five straight games of 100 plus QBR or, or 100 plus. One running. of the leaders in touchdown passes. You know, I one forgot of the about leaders him. in passing yards. I forgot about him. Uh, yards per attempt. I think he's second. I'm still gonna go Dak, but Geno's ten. Okay, well, ten. I have Dak. Okay, that's fat. We had all the same ten, top ten. Then we just had a little mix, mix, mixed up. Uh, honorable mention. 11 and 12, I would say. I have Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. 11. Yep. And and 12, I have Jared Goff. I mean, I have Deshaun Watson over Jared Goff. Okay. Deshaun Watson's played one game and he kind of mm-hmm. sucked for like 99% of the game. They, 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 they killed him. He inspired that defense to score three touchdowns. So. <laughs> he inspired him to do something. Maybe he's a leader. A, he's a leader of men. Hey, yeah. He took him to a team massage parlor. Like that, that was the, uh, the, the treat that he gave to him. Um, okay. Shanahan coaching tree, Sam. We have uh, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Mike McDaniel, Matt LaFleur, Mike LaFleur. So like I, we did it like, this isn't all the guys at Shanahan that has worked under Shanahan as he's a head coach. These are all five guys that have been coordinators. Yeah. Or like, you know, position coaches under Shanahan. It's while Shanahan has been an offensive coordinator. Uh, also, like, Shanahan is a part of this list. So, Sam, go ahead. Shanahan's one. Shanahan okay. is one. I'm shocked that you don't have McVay at one. I think McVay is very overrated. Okay, so – my reasoning, well, we don't have to argue. I was just, I'll let you know my reasoning. My reasoning is that Shanahan can literally win with anybody. I know. I think that's what makes him great. Like Jimmy, he can win yeah. with Jimmy. He can win with Trey Lance. He can win with something called a Brock Purdy. Um, yeah. Who was the guy that took over? CJ Beathard. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, one with him. Whereas McVay, we've seen. I mean, he had Jared Goff, but Jared Goff, according to me, is a top twelve quarterback. Um, but yeah, that's wild. Uh, what whatever the quarterback's name was that that took over for for him last week, like awful, terrible. Uh, yeah. The dude that had to take over for Goff whenever Goff got hurt, uh, Jordan Wood, Wood Woodford or something like that, uh, sucked. Like. And Shanahan is the inventor of his offense. Like, I mean, yeah. you know, so maybe he gets the nod on that. But, like, all these guys, runs, they run the same thing. It's just different variations of it. Right. Um, but, yeah, Shanahan, he can literally win with everything. It's just – or anyone. It's just the fact that he doesn't have a Super Bowl win. Yeah. So who's two? Mike McDaniel. So you have McDaniel over McDaniel. Dude, I, I, I'm by falling in love with him. Yeah. I really, I really have. It's I like him. It, it might, it might, that might be recency, recency bias a little right. bit. But what he's done with Tua, I mean, like I said, it has Tyreek and Waddle. I get it, but still, I mean, it's, did you, did you see that? Uh, yeah, I'm he sure said you I'm, did. I'm effed up. up. Yeah, yes, yeah. dude, you don't see, you don't see coaches say that. No, at I three, like I got, him. I got McVay at three. Okay, so I have McVay at two. 
Strict. The reason why I don't have him above, actually, or below no. Mike McDaniel is because McVay has won a Super Bowl and he's been yeah. to another Super Bowl. But then I have Mac, Mike McDaniel at three. And honestly, I came really close to putting Lafleur over. Oh, no, McVay. I no. love Matt Lafleur. No, but M- Matt Lafleur, I have him at four. And then Mike last. And then Mike last because yeah, we just we just We're, don't really know to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. Like it, it, for listeners, I told Sam don't don't do anything with Sala because Sala's a defensive guy, so he's like kind of his own guy. I I I don't really characterize those guys like that. You know what I mean? Like I kind of yeah. separate them. If they're like strictly defense, I don't really care. You know what what they've done outside of their coaches. If like their coach is an offensive guy and then a defensive right. guy goes on his own, so I don't really count Sala in that. Um. Adjacent guys to Kyle Shanahan, um, which basically is guys that have worked under Sean McVay. Uh, Zach Taylor, I think he would crack that top five list. Um, And Kevin O'Connell. Both those guys are Kyle Shanahan adjacent. I'm not convinced that Zach Taylor is good. I think Burrow. What are you talking? They just went to a a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that's Burrow. And that, that speaks to Burrow more than it does Zach Taylor. Okay, somebody's got to call the plays for Burrow. Yeah, no, I just I'm not convinced Zach Taylor is good. Um, all right, Sam, parlay to poverty to end it out. Uh, Sam is sixteen twenty and two, forty two percent. Drake still has a kid; he's eleven and nineteen still for like three weeks in a row. Uh, I am ten twelve and one, forty three point four percent. So, Sam, we're we're getting close. We're getting close, me and you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go New England minus one and a half. That is awful. Monday We're going to lose to the Chargers or the no, Cardinals. No, you're not. They're terrible. Um, I'll go. I'll counter that with Vikings money line. It is plus one fourteen. Like they're underdogs to the Lions. What are we doing? I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, they're uh, it's at Detroit, but the Vikings are are underdogs to the Lions. Maybe that's a Vegas. Maybe Vegas knows that's got to be a Vegas knows something line. Yeah. I'm going Tampa Bay money line as my second one. Plus one. No shot. They're not beating the 49ers. No. Brock, no. If Ray loses to Brock Purdy, I'll cut my cock off. <laughs> um Sam, what about for my second one? What about What about Browns? Browns plus six. Deshaun's nah. second game. Deshaun's second game. Actually, actually. Deshaun second, maybe he's yeah, maybe it's a he's, division game. You know, yeah. yeah, he's a division game. He's getting like more comfortable with the guys. Uh, you know, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. In a non-sexual way, he's getting more comfortable with the guys. Um, yeah, plus six. I like the Browns plus six yeah. uh, against the Bengals. Uh, what's your third Philly, and final one? Philly minus six and a half against the Giants. I think the Giants are pretenders. I've been saying all year. So definitely, I, I think they're gonna fall off this second half of the season, as I hope the Jets do too. Sam. Let's, also, Texans plus sixteen and a half as honorable mention. That is a oh, it's sixteen and a half. Last night it was uh, seventeen, like just seventeen even. And that's that's a reaction from the Cowboys just blowing right. out the Vikings. Right, exactly. Um, my last one. I guess oh, Vikings, they, they 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 blew out the Vikings and the they blew out somebody else. This the Redskins two weeks in a row. Yeah. they've had two. That's why. Um, Sam to end it out. I'm gonna go Steelers minus two and a half against the Lamarless Ravens. Yeah, 
It's at home. It's in Pittsburgh too. Tyler Huntley ain't, ain't winning that game. No shot. So and so so Vikings uh, money line is plus one fourteen. Steelers minus two and a half is minus one eighteen. And then my Browns plus six is minus one ten. I would almost take all that in a parlay. Like I like all my picks so much that I would almost parlay that. Yeah. Like I said, I've had bad luck with NFL this year. So, but uh, that'll do it for this episode, and uh, we'll see you guys next week.